going on, guys? Welcome to season two, episode 15 of Serendipity with Inky Johnson. We greatly appreciate your support. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today. Oh, yes. Please join us for a riveting conversation about lineage, legacy, and fatherhood. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate the support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 15. Uh, I'm Ink. I'm Oak. What's happening, people? What's popping, man? We greatly appreciate your support. And um, how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing yeah. great, feeling blessed. Um, here we are. We are on the on the back end or the season and celebration of the birthday of D. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, sir. Um, and also shout out to my godson, Josiah. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, thank you, Creator, for for his existence, man. And and he he t- he just turned three. Three. And, um, you know it. You know, life just keep turning over, man. <laughs> it keep turning over, and 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 just just the the, the blessings of young people, mm-hmm. and you beginning to see the fruits of your labor. No doubt. You know, no that's doubt. that's beginning to be wild to me as I'm transitioning now from being a big bull in the pastor to an old bull in the pastor, really oh. sitting on the porch and watching the grass grow <laughs> yeah, for real. Right. You know, but uh, it's 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 blessings, it's blessings and gratitudes, man. How, how about yourself, big dog? Man, I'm all good. No complaints. Um, living and appreciating it as it unfolds and how it comes, man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna dive into it. I got one for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one by Desmond Tutu. It reads, "Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put out together that overwhelm the world. Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put out together that overwhelms." The world. Stay in your lane, man. No doubt. No Mag- doubt. Magnify and manifest your lane. Yes, right? Sir. A lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times we will get outside of our lane. It's like when you're driving down 285 and and somebody got, you know, get in an accident. Mm-hmm. The reason for the the log jam is because everybody got everybody over there looking yeah. about what happened. No doubt. So you stopping the flow of traffic. Mm. I don't ever look, ever. Yeah. I don't ever look, because <laughs> that's not my lane. That's it. I got somewhere to go. No Everybody question. got has somewhere to go. You got somewhere something to do. You have something to manifest. Mm. The universe is giving you an assignment. Yeah. Your assignment is not to look over in somebody else's lane. Yeah. Do your little part. No doubt. And once you get all of those little parts put together, it's like pieces of a puzzle. Then you get the fullness of the picture. Question. Right? Question. And 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 this is the, the opposite of that. When you're trying to pay attention to somebody else's piece, mm-hmm. you miss your piece. Yeah. So yeah. most importantly, then the community misses the piece that God sent you to bring to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got Sunday dinner, the potluck, and the collard green. We got the cornbread, we got the fried chicken and the neck bones, but we ain't got no cornbread because you over there looking at somebody else's lane. I want some greens, man. The world, the community needs your greens. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Just like um other episode when you you were doing what you were doing, and and the elders just simply said, Hey man, yeah. you you gotta go tell your story. No doubt. Stay in your lane. No doubt. No matter how uh, how how large or small it is, mm-hmm. right? Stay in your lane. Stay yeah. in your lane. It's power in that, man. Um, like my uncle used to say to me when I was younger, whenever I would hang up the phone with him, and he still says it to me till this day, he'll say, uh, hold it in the road, ain't? And to me, when he says hold it in the road, ain't, what he's telling me is stay focused, keep your eyes on what you're doing, and do it in a way that only you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother used to always say, never wish for what somebody else got because you don't know what they did to get it and you don't know what they're doing to keep it, right? And so for me, you know, do your little bit of good where you are is, man, do what you do. 
right? Yep. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Stop looking at what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and stay focused on what it is that you feel God has called you to do specifically. That's your greatness. That's where your power is. Yeah. But oftentimes we get up and whether we look on social media and we see people doing things, right? The highlight reel. You yeah. see how it looks. It's cute. It's pretty, right? And people start to rush their lives based upon highlight reels on social media. And I told a cat one day, I said, man, stop rushing based upon social media. I said, the part you forget, nobody showed you the failures. Yep. Nobody showed you the shortcomings. People very rarely show you the adversity and the opposition. And so do what you do, right? Approach it how you approach it. That's what God will bless you upon. It's not you doing it in a way that somebody else does it. No, he placed greatness in you. Mm-hmm. Do it how you do it in a way that only you can do it so God can bless it. But oftentimes we get sidetracked, man. It's like when they show that picture that in the swimming pool and you see that cat that's in first place and he doing his thing, my man head in the water, and he getting it. And you see the cats that's behind him, all them, when they come up out the water, they looking at my man. My man focused on the target. Right. But y'all looking at him. Some of y'all might be nicer than him, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. that's irrelevant. That's inconsequential. The fact is he's focused on his target and where he's going and what he's doing. When you coming up out the water, you looking at my man, right? And so you're not focused on doing what you do in a way that only you can do it. And so our second one, man, is um, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. People change so that you can learn to let go. Things go wrong so that you can learn to appreciate them when they're right. And sometimes good things fall apart so better things can fall together. Yeah. Everything um. happens for a reason. People change so that you can learn to let go. Things go wrong so that you can learn to appreciate them when they're right. And sometimes good things fall together so better things can come together. Um, again, this is just another tentacle of, of, of serendipity. Yes, sir. Right? Um, being in the moment and and what we mean by being in the moment or, or you know, be where your feet are, mm-hmm. you know, as I like to say, it it really keeps you grounded and keeps you focused on the task at hand. No doubt. Right? So whatever it is that you you are encountering, you can overcome it. Whatever challenge, whatever opportunity that life presents to you, you can overcome it. The the times in which people don't overcome it is when they shift their focus. Mm. Right? When they shift and, and, and their sight goes elsewhere. Yeah. But if if you just stay in the moment, yeah, in that moment, right, and all of the resources that God has bestowed you with, yeah, you you're going to succeed. You're going to win. That is not that winning is not in, in question. Mm-hmm. You're going to win. Yeah, right. You are absolutely going to win. Whether you win today, you win tomorrow, you win next year, whenever you're going to win. What determines when you win is whenever you decide to be where your feet are. Yes, sir. Whenever you decide to, I'm going to be in this moment. Mm-hmm. When you do that, then the outcome is winning. No doubt. So if you find yourself or feel like, man, I'm losing, I'm behind, I'm, 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 I'm not getting what I want out of life. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Be still. Be still. Be where your feet are. Yeah. All right, God. All right, universe. What do you have for me in this moment? That's the self that's the self talk. That's the self conversation. Mm. Right? What is it that I'm supposed to get right now? Yeah. The answer isn't um it, it it's not the answer isn't rocket science. The answer isn't so far fetched. No doubt. Now, I don't know what the answer is because I'm not God. Right. But I do know you place yourself in position to hear from God by placing and being where your feet are. Yes, sir. That's all that means. Be where your feet are. Yes, be in the moment. Be present. No doubt. Then what's for you will be for you. Yes, sir. You will get it. Yes, sir. You know, I, I think about, man, are you failing or is God prevailing? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, are you failing or is God prevailing? Because oftentimes when it doesn't go the way we want it to go, you feel as if you lose a person. You feel as if dreams defer. You feel like you're failing, Right. Man, are you failing or is God prevailing? That's the question I always ask myself, right? But also understanding that all things are interconnected and all things work to my advancement as a person, 
right? Every single day I say that. No matter what happens this day, no matter how it goes, all things will contribute to my advancement as a person, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a team member. And the funny thing about life, man, life is so beautiful when you got the right perspective and disposition and attitude, right? Like the 9-11 incident that happened years ago, terrible incident, tragic, senseless act, a lot of people lost their lives. And I'll never forget reading an article. In the article, it talked about that morning, a gentleman got up and his wife was saying to him, can you please take our daughter to kindergarten, right? And my man like, babe, I gotta, I gotta be at work in one of the yeah. buildings, right? I gotta be at work. She like, can you please do it? I mean, I gotta be at work, I gotta go. She like, can you please do it? I was like, all right, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the whole day off. As a result, spared his life. One gentleman headed to the same building, get in the accident, New Jersey Turnpike. Frustrated, mad as all get out. Yeah. As a result, spared his life. One gentleman get a new pair of shoes, gets a blister on his foot, had to go back home, change his shoes. As a result, he wasn't present when it got hit. Spared his life. One gentleman, they sent him to get donuts. My man pissed. I don't want to go get no donuts, man. My man go to the donut shop, get the donuts, come out, somebody spills coffee on his shirt. Pissed. I got to go back and change my shirt, going to change his shirt. As a result, spared his life, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't mean that the lives in the building was insignificant. What it means is when you go through something, tragedy, opposition, adversity, is your perspective in such a place that you can catch the blessing, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And not look mm-hmm. at it in terms of, damn, man, I got to go do this, and you miss it, right? That's why I say every single day, all things contribute to my advancement as a person, whether it goes right, or whether it goes wrong. And 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 to my my piece on that, right, as you were talking about it, um, when we get to the rat killing of the matter, let's talk about the cat with that went to get the donuts. Yeah. His life was spared because he was obedient. Mm. Yeah. His life was spared because he simply did what the people in the office, because he probably was, you know, the low man on the totem pole, whatever, this, yeah. that, and the other, the newest hiree. Go get the donuts. Go get the donuts. Oh, man. <laughs> Go get the donuts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and he could, he had the right. No doubt. To be like, nah. No doubt. Y'all go get the donuts. Yeah. Somebody else, why you got to send me? Yeah. And so life is... um. Is 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 glorified and magnified mm-hmm. when you submit, when yes, you just sir. be obedient. Yes, sir. Well, and and we have a sometimes we just don't think about it in that 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 particular way, mm-hmm. as you're saying. You know, it has to be something catastrophic. So, oh, I get it now. Yeah. But let's say he went and got the donuts and nothing happened. Right. Except he he went and got the donuts and came back. Mm-hmm. The lesson is still the same. Yeah. Just be obedient. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because what God got for you, in that case, it was your, you know, the 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 preservation of your life. But it may be something else that is just as important, right? For the community of folks. Absolutely. Just be obedient. Absolutely. Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. I got you. Let's get into it, man. What's on your heart? Oh man. Let's talk about man, it. Man, 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 man. Um Fatherhood, parenting, is on my heart today. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had an opportunity to sit down with my mentor, and he just came out, um, just uh, published his like six, seven book, Doctor Daniel Black, and uh, it's entitled "Don't Cry for Me." Yes, sir. But it's really based around this notion of uh, how much we sleep. Mm-hmm. on the sacrifices that our parents made, and especially our fathers, mm-hmm. in the sense of, and he, he, he wrote something, and I, I would like to read an excerpt from the book in a second, but um, it, it goes something like this. Our parents gave us all they had and more than that. Mm-hmm. The tragedy is, but it still wasn't enough. Like tell talk to me about that. Like I had I asked you to read it before, you know, what what's what's your thoughts? Where are you on that right though? I think um you no know, first and foremost, man, shout out to Dr. Daniel Black. 
over at uh, Clark Atlanta. Phenomenal, phenomenal human being. Um, I read a line in there, Oak, and like you just said, it said they gave, they gave more than they had, but less than what we needed. And it took me a long time, even with my own father, to start to even understand his journey and his plight. Mm-hmm. Because come when you when you come in the world, man. when you come in the world as a young man, and you have your experience, your experience is your experience. Yeah. Right? And your experience is being influenced by your environment and those that you're connected to if your father doesn't happen to be present. Right? And so a lot of times you're hearing certain things from your environment and the people that you're connected to, but the thing that's missing in the picture is your father's perspective, your father's thoughts. Ooh, right? Talk, man. And talk. so you're hearing it from everybody else except him. Mm. Right? And so he has his journey, he has his thoughts, and he has his perspective as well. And more importantly, he's lived it. Yeah. Everybody else's is an assumption of why he did what he did. Everybody else's is on the outside looking in of what he did. But until you talk to him and he explains it, you see it differently. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of my life having anger and having resentment about a situation in a person that I didn't even understand. Like, I just wasted all this time, yeah. right? Placing an expectation on a person that the expectation didn't even deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, man, it's, it's stepping back and looking at the bigger picture, right? There's a quote that says, sometimes you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Mm-hmm. I was in the frame, dog. I couldn't see the bigger picture. And when I stepped back and I had a comment, all it took was one, one dialogue. When he broke it down to me, just one dialogue. Pops is 16, 17. Mom's 15. Right? These kids, man. Yeah. Yes. These yes. kids trying to yes. figure it out. He, she get pregnant with me. He just lost his mom. A man in no man's land. Right? And nobody to come and be like, hey, he just young blood. This is what you do. He just swimming. And my mom over here, 15, had me at 16. These kids. And then here come me, mm-hmm. right? Then I grow up. Resentment, anger. Hey, Ink, I want to holler at you. Nah, we good, right? Mm, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Not even understanding. Yeah. Now, man, man, this dude, like, dopest relationship ever. Rightfully so, bro. Dopest relationship Rightfully ever. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And he, he gave it to me. And, like, I guess I... You know, one of the things, think about it. What if Lil Ink responded to you the way you responded to your pops? Yep. How would you feel? Yep. Think about that, too. And he's yep. still standing ten toes down yep. being being that guy. Different level of strength. Being yep. that guy, man. Um, if, Just for a moment, y'all, I just want to indulge. Please. Just just a couple lines from this book. Um, Dr. Black... Um, Daniel Black, Baba, uh, Clark Atlanta University, Google him, you know, whatever, he, he'll come Back. up. He is that guy. He's my mentor. He filled a lot of gaps. Um, and and we were talking last night, ain't, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, well, first he just asked, just like I asked you, he asked me to just read it. Yeah. And I read it, and um, for my own personal journey, you know, I finished it and I was in tears. Yeah. Because, you know, it just made me think about my dad and and just my relationship with him, which was absolutely phenomenal. Let me, no you know, make that all the way clear. Yet, you know, he, he I was 25 when he passed, 26 when he passed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so he didn't get a chance to see me be a man. Yeah. Um, so it hit it hits me on a different level. Right. Like, that's why I, I've, I'm, I celebrate and I, I'm like, hey, man, make sure you and Pops are always good. No question. No uh, question. Because you're an adult and he's getting, he's getting the manifestation. He's getting the, the reciprocity mm-hmm. of the sacrifices and, and, and all of that he made um, personally by seeing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. seeing you be the man. Um, and in fact, in some cases that he wanted to be. Mm. He had wished to be. Yeah. Right, no doubt. but because of life and because of just being 
just a black man in America, whatever, this, that, and the third, he wasn't able to uh, live it for himself. Yeah. So you are literally his pride and joy. No doubt. Don't ever forget that, man. No doubt. Don't ever forget that. Um, Dr. Black wrote, uh, he, and he's writing, basically he's writing a letter to his to his dad or responding to his dad is, um, in in this this piece right here. He says, uh, yet once Alzheimer's took daddy's mind and softened his boldness, I discovered a man who was more than a field plow. He wanted what I wanted. To mean something to the world, to make a difference to someone's life, to be admired, admired for the man he was, but he never achieved the mutual clarity. So this book, this record of a poor black father's appeal is what any dying daddy might say to his son. More than anything, I want readers to consider the capacity of our father's hearts. Many of them were handed so little, yet we expected so much. They gave more than they had, but less than we needed. They were burdened with the notion of manhood that destroyed so many sons' lives but they didn't know another notion to teach. In the end, many destroyed themselves too. I am so glad and 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 feel blessed and I feel blessed that with my father and my mother, right? How many people can say that they saw their parents be a father and a son at the same time? Mm. See, I grew up in my 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 dad's father, Mr. Lewis Mitchell, granddaddy, right? I saw my dad submit. I saw my dad be humbled. I saw my dad be a son every day. Yeah. So whenever he asked me to do something, I couldn't help but to do it. Not saying I was perfect, not saying I did it all the time. But it wasn't like, oh, dad, you just grand person, mm-hmm. right? I didn't put him on a pedestal. Because I saw him be a son, too. I had to see him submit to his dad. That's where I get this whole notion of uh, being the little bull in the pastor, the big bull in the pastor, and the old bull in the pastor. Mm-hmm. See, I was the young bull, yeah. right? I was I was the little bull in the pastor, right? Yeah. My dad was the big bull. He he had the strength and whatnot. But the old bull in the pastor still ran the pastor. We, we all had to bow down to what Lewis Mitchell said. And, it's, and the, the cycle of life is, each one of those stages is going to be your turn. Mm-hmm. Each one of those stages is going to be your turn. So what Lil Inky is getting, the blessing that he's getting is seeing you be a son. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say that strong. one more time. That's strong. That's strong. The blessing strong. that Lil Inky has is seeing you yeah, be a that's son. Strong. That's strong. So now it doesn't get distorted. This, this, the cycle of life doesn't get distorted. Yeah. Then now he understands in a moment, I'm going to be somebody's dad, but I'm always going to be somebody's son, too. Yeah. My dad used to say all the time, man, I'm just as old as you right now as I was the day you were born. Yeah. And I never understood that really, really until as I got older. It's like that that difference, that proportional difference is always there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. And it's there for a reason. It keeps the community, it keeps the ecosystem of the community going. Yeah. So when we lose those elders kind of too early, it distorts the ecosystem. Yeah. And then there has to be people who stand in their in their place. Coach Ronald Graham, Dr. Daniel Black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who who stood in the place of Elijah Mitchell, stood in his stead. And I'm so glad, I'm so grateful for God for it, man. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Because you're right. You don't you don't always get the opportunity to see that. It adds a different dynamic. Yeah. You're not even taught to think that way, right? Even if you're in an environment and you see father and his father. Mm-hmm. As a youngin', you're not even thinking like, man, I get the opportunity to see my father be a son to his father. Yeah, You're not even thinking about right. it like that. And so if you can change the train of thought and perspective, that's extremely powerful. Yeah, man. Man. I, I was fortunate, blessed, blessed. I was able to see my granddaddy be a son. Mm. That's strong. Man. I'm gonna say that one. I saw my granddaddy be a son. That's strong. That's a blessing, right? 
Because look, look, you know what I thought about when you were saying that? A lot of times, what do we say as men if a mistake is made, if we're less than our best, and it doesn't happen or unfold the way we want it to? I never saw it. Yeah. I ain't see it. You expecting something of me? I ain't see that. How am I going to be what I ain't see? Mm-hmm. Right? And so if, you, if you're fortunate enough to see it, right, the other question on the opposite side of that is, are you fortunate enough to even catch it? Yeah. Or are you fortunate enough for somebody to say, hey, young blood, this right here, this a blessing, man. Let me break down the dynamics to you. Because I ain't never, I ain't think about it like that <laughs> till this day because I never really saw my father with this father. I saw it when I was young, like mm-hmm. a few times, but I never saw that dynamic. Yeah. I was with my uncles and, you know, right. my granddaddy all the time, but... I never saw my father really with his father. Right. I saw it a few times, but I never saw like sitting down, breaking it up, chopping it up. I never was fortunate see, enough to man, really see that's, stuff I, like that. I think that's why submission, obedience, those things that I talk about so easily kind of roll off my tongue. Yeah. Because, you know, even, even with my mom, I saw my mom be a daughter. Mm-hmm. Almost my whole life, I mean, up until I was like 26, 27 years old, you know, she was always, and even now, the way in which my aunts and my mom talk about their mom, Mm -hmm. they they get like little kids. Like just the other day, um, my aunts and, and I, we wished our auntie, their auntie, my great aunt, a happy birthday. But every time they're around them, I see the little kid in them. Yeah. I see the little girl in them. Yeah. Right? But but to me, they still up here. They still auntie. They mm-hmm. still mom. Yeah. Right? But then to see them in in the position of of like, oh, there's somebody I submit to also. No doubt. So who am I not to submit? No question. Right? No question. Um and 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 you know, we got a we got a special guest in the house tonight. Special. Um, Special, you know, just as we talking about this whole fatherhood, this whole generational thing. Uh, uh, I want to, if it's all right with you, brother, to to bring up and just just for a second, just see where his mind mind is. Uh, you know, we talked about it in terms of trying to get the perspective of the young people, and I thought no better no doubt person to uh, to initiate these conversations with is uh, this young cat Isaiah. Um, oh man, Isaiah! <laughs> Isaiah was born. I met you in the in the summer, August of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And Isaiah was born uh, November of ninety nine. Yeah. So he's he represents kind of in this situation, you know, uh, in this scenario, the old bull. Because you yeah. know, I'm I'm just sitting yeah, on the yeah, porch yeah, watching yeah. the grass grow. You the big boy, you the one they look up to and 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 all of this, that and the third, you know, and uh then this is the young boy coming behind you. Yes, so sir. Isaiah, what's up, bud? What's up, big dog? <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, man? I'm good. I feel good. Blessed to be here. Yes, it's your sir. birthday, man. I had to come out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh for joining us today. Um I guess real real quick, man, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I wanted I wanted to know what's your perspective, what's your feelings, what where you are in your head about this young fellow that's into you right, Inky. Like, what have you gathered from from him? What have you gathered from our um connection and our interaction since, you know, pretty much Literally, since you born, you've been born, you've been alive here on earth. You, you've seen us and and seen the interaction. What's your perspective as a young twenty two year old? Uh, I, I basically see him as a as a big brother. Basically, uh, he's always been around. What really, or a memory that comes to mind was uh, my eleventh grade prom. I called him up. He was like, uh, I called him. I asked him, Hey, Ink. Do you mind if I can borrow your car? You know, I want to take my girl out uh, to prom. He was like, "Man, no problem, man." And the, and just the ease that he just 
gave something up that I value or I thought was like very precious to him. He said, man, it's yours, man. Go ahead. Have a good time. And so like that relationship and him not being like my biological brother, it, it feels like he's always been a, a brother I can call on, ask for help, ask for anything. And I appreciate that. No question. I remember that no to this question. day. <laughs> no question. I, so. I, I remember him. Doing the same thing, taking somebody car to yeah, the prom. Yeah, we did it with him. We took him. He's out all night. Too. All night. They stayed all out night. all night. You know, he was cool at first, like, yeah, no problem. Then he started looking out that window, you know. Hey, you did the same thing. You called me that morning. You said, you know, I'm going I'm to need to come pick that up. I was like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, see, I started looking out that window, looking yeah. for them cats. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what what does this kind of mean to you? This being um, being in this moment, what you doing in life? Like how how does um, how does this this situation in terms of like what's going on with the world? What what's your perspective as a young cat? You know, I I got mine as as an older dude. You know, Inky has his, but we would love to hear from. Um, how how you're processing things? Mm, the biggest thing, I say, Uncle Anthony told me. He said, "Man, a lot of people can tell you a lot of stuff. They might be right, they might be wrong, but just listen, just hear them out. Give everybody the opportunity to say what they got to say. And now you take that and process it however you want to. You can learn from it, you can do it, you cannot do it, but just listen. Give everybody a shot and hear what they got to say. Man, that's wild. That's wild." I hear you. I hear you. And and shout out to uh Uncle Anthony whose birthday was January the first. Uh my guy, my my another one of the cats that stood in for for the for my pops when he passed, uh who you know, we what we're really just trying to show and create the narrative of this is a generational thing that you you are somewhere in that lineage. Either you you know, you are the, the elder, you are the initiate. You are the teacher. You are the student. At somewhere and at all times, um, you want to be all of those things, mm. right? If you can see that and understand that, I think life—you give yourself an opportunity to be successful in life. You know, you you won't get bogged down, right? That you're always in the process. You're always in the circle. So, uh, Isaiah, you uh, had the honor of being our first guest, brother. Anything? <laughs> oh, I appreciate you it. You want to say ink? <laughs> Yeah, man, I got a I got a question for him. Um, how did it impact you, Isaiah, seeing him coming up and interacting and leading us, his students, right? And of course, you was young, and then you got a little bit older, mm-hmm. and he's been doing this forever. Yeah. And so you being able to see his interaction and how he leads and impacts students. You know, not even in the building, but outside of the building. Mm-hmm. How does that now impact you with being in the building and out of the building with young kids and coaching and teaching and things of that nature? Mm. At first, when I was younger, I really didn't understand it. I didn't. Right. I was like, man, my dad would be going like, or right. would be helping out somebody, or he'd be bringing somebody to the house. I'm like. And we we here too, cause I have, yeah. I have two biological brothers. I'm like, Absolutely. you know, you're on the phone, always talking to somebody. But now, as I get older, I under, I'm understanding that he's passing the blessings on. He's giving it to these people, and now I can see. Okay, he's always handing out. He's always giving, and now I'm in that role, or I have a little bit, a little portion of it. Now I understand that it's a blessing to. Give some wisdom to to a young cat or to a young guy at the school and let them know like it's okay, you got it. Listen, be disciplined. Just different principles to help you along the way because ain't no telling what they're going through, okay. ain't no telling where they go home to if they even go home. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's different. It's different, but now I can understand it and I can I can appreciate it because our relationship hasn't always been the best. Yeah. But now it's like we we tight. No doubt. I understand where he's no coming from. I can see him. I can look at him as, as a, as a, as a great man. No doubt. And I guess you know it transitioned. It started off a little rocky. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's strong. I always wondered that because even like, you know, with me having kids, and you know, being in such a position to where, when we go out, and somebody might come up if we're trying to eat, mm-hmm. right? 
hey, Ink, let me holler at you, man. When you put this out, you know, let me talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I started to see how it impacted my children. Yeah. Right? Like, look, Ink, he good. My man happy-go-lucky. But I would see with Jada, Jada wasn't so much feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Jada mm -hmm. was on that. Like, man, we eating. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what you mean you want me to take the picture? You yeah. know, Jada loving, but Jada looking at him like, huh? And one day I sat down with him and I, I talked to him about it, more so just to get their perspective, mm -hmm. you know, because I knew it was something that they was trying to work their way through it. And I was like, man, let me ask these young cats what the, what's their perspective about these interactions. And so I always wondered, just with y'all coming up, how did y'all process that? And that's uh, that's beautiful to hear, man. Yeah. That, yeah, that's beautiful to hear, bro. Right. So, thank you, brother. Big time, a young Thundercat. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, uh, for real, thank you. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate who you are, who you're becoming, you know, on a personal level, but also on a communal level. Mm -hmm. That uh, there's a power and a spirit that you got to uh, give to the people, give to the community that um, that no one else can give. And you you falling right in line with it, as we talked about. You ahead of the curve, <laughs> stay ahead of the curve. Stay ahead of the curve. Stay That's the only way. That's yes, the only way. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Oh man, we got we got to ask this young cat another question. We got to ask him to let question. him get away. <laughs> Look, man, we're gonna get this wisdom. What's a question? What's a question? Right now, in the space and place, in the age that you are, mm -hmm. that you will first have for your dad, something that you're curious about, just as a man, right? And then second, what's a question that you would have for me in the age range that I am right now in this life? So what's one you would have for your dad? And then what's one you would have for me? For Pops, I would say, how do you balance all of your different hats that you wear? I remember you talking about it in in a previous episode, but just how do you maintain it? Just maintain that balance of being a dad, a teacher, a husband, mm -hmm. a brother, a son. Um the the real honest answer is I don't let the sun beat me up. <laughs> have you and all the years that we've slept under the same roof, mm -hmm. have you woken up before me? I, I don't think one day. Never. Never. It hasn't happened. Not yet. <laughs> right. Oh well and, and I'm saying that to say like I, I take care of me first. Mm -hmm. If if the natural order of things for a person in our house to wake up at at 6, then I, I'm going to get up at 4.30. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm trying to beat them up, but because there's a time that me and God got to get down. That, that, mm -hmm. my, that me time, right? Yeah. I'm going to make sure that happens. And so that kind of grounds or dictates how I move. Mm -hmm. And it, it allows me to... Um, to to see and prioritize who needs what 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 hat do I need to put on this day this moment you know first and foremost because generally like a typical day goes okay what is the first thing I got to do when I get to the schoolhouse shoot free throws right I'm gonna shoot free throws I'm gonna put my feet on the on the floor on the line mm -hmm. shoot the free throws so that that level of training my head my mind to concentrate on just this right here. Now, after I take about 30 minutes of just shooting free throws, I got old now. These knees, you know, these knees be barking. You still got them there. Oh, watch out. Don't be doing that. Watch out. But um, so as you shoot the free throws, that is my my way of focusing on what's most important now mm -hmm. and then what's most important next, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really just the opportunity and the time that I create and carve out to spend with God. That's, that's, you know, for lack of a better term, that's the answer. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm able to kind of balance it. Creating that place and space. Yes. Most yes. Definitely. That's the power that we have. You create the space and the place for your peace. You create the space and place for your peace. Then after that, then you can take on whatever opportunity that the universe got for you. Mm -hmm. But you got to first create the space and place for your peace. Sounds good. Watch out, boy. <laughs> Inky. Yes, what I see. Mm -hmm. So you talk to uh, a lot of people at a lot of places. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest grasp 
that you get from them, from the audience? What's something that that keeps you doing what you do? Every every place I've ever been, Isaiah, I kid you not, God reveals itself. When I was younger in my career, now I'm going into year 16. When I was younger in my career, and I'll never forget, right, if I would get on a conference call mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm a spiritual person, I'm a believer, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm respectful of other people's beliefs, whatever they may be. And so one thing that comes up from time to time with me with speaking is, hey, man, I know you're a believer. You know, that's great. You know, our founders may be believers. Our CEO, vice president may be a believer. But when you speak, you know, just to be respectful because we have people from different backgrounds, different nationalities, can you just you know, kind of probably leave that out a little bit mm. so we could just be respectful of everybody's belief, okay. which I get and I understand. Mm-hmm. No problem. But in my younger years, depending upon how the message was related to me, I almost wanted to make my response based upon the person that was relaying the message. Mm. And so if I felt like somebody was being disrespectful to my beliefs and what I stand on, mm-hmm. I would go back and be like, I wouldn't make the decision right then, but I would go back and probably be like, what they mean? Like, I can't acknowledge, based upon how they relate it. Mm-hmm. And so I might be like, man, I don't know. I probably won't do that, right? And somebody always come to me and be like, nah, bro, it's bigger than that person. It ain't about that person, mm-hmm. right? You going to do that because this is what God has called you to do. When I would go into the room, every single time, Somebody would come up to me and say something, do something, pull me to the side. And everybody else is thinking like, oh, man, if I just spoke to a room of 5,000, that I'm thinking like, man, that gig was dope. And it was. Mm-hmm. When I would walk out, I would be like, God, I knew exactly why you wanted me to come here. It could be the old lady that met me at the door. <laughs> it's not even about me being in the room on the stage. Yeah. Like, I was speaking right before the year ended. And I was in the space and place, and I'm walking through the complex, and, you know, I was kind of questioning if I should have went and did the gig because of the time frame and, you know, the route to get there. I walk into the facility. Mm-hmm. I speak now. But the interaction I had when I was walking to my car to go to the airport, when I met the security guard at the door, a lady that was probably north of 70 years old, and she broke down crying, telling me about a message that I had spoke about that impacted her. I was like, I was like, God, that's why you wanted me to be here. Like the gig was cool, Mm -hmm. but the interaction with the lady that was north of 70 years old, security guard I met, that was why you wanted me to be here. You would have never knew. Never knew, right? God is always present, man. Like people hear me tell the Oprah story, Isaiah, right? Mm -hmm. And all the time people be like, bro, he met Oprah. You gave Oprah the book. Nothing came of it. When I think about the Oprah story I think the only reason God blessed me with the encounter and the part that most people miss is when I sat down on the curb and I asked the homeless man, man, how you doing? He was like, man, I'm great. How are you? I was like, man, I seen better days. Kid you not, look to the left, look back to the right. My man was going on about his business. When I looked back to the left, open a security guard was coming down the sidewalk. I look at Mm -hmm. it and say, if I never would acknowledge my man, God never would have let the encounter happen. And so God is always present, bro, right? And other times we get blinded by whether it be the situation, the circumstance, or the moment. But I wanted to ask you that because I knew as a young man, the one thing that I did have all the time, bro, when I would be sleep on the floor was questions. And I, I didn't always have my father under the same roof to where I could go into the room and say, hey, Pops, I want to ask you something about what happened today. And so as a kid, I would be like, man, I wonder what my dad would say about this. And so I would just ask my knucklehead cousin. They'd give me the wrong answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why I asked you about what questions you would have, man. But I ain't want to hold you, bro. I just wanted to ask you that. I appreciate y'all. Thank no y'all question. for having me. No question. It's been a blessing. Yes, Thank sir. you, bro. Yes, sir. You a blessing, you. man. Uh-huh. Love. Love. You know that? Love. Oh, what that moment meant to you, man? 
every I know what it meant to you, but tell me what it meant to you. Everything, man. Everything is full circle, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I I shouted out Dr. King's birthday because when this drops, mm-hmm. it should probably drop the day after we celebrate or the day that we celebrate Dr. King's birthday, right? Yeah. That third Monday, but in actuality, the taping of it is my birthday. No doubt. And no. the reason I wanted to talk about fathers, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, and the reason this book, even last night, when I, I had no plan of going, plans of going to see Baba, Doctor Black. Um, I just, it's almost like the car just took me there. And I knew nothing about the book or whatever. We just chopping it up. And he just said, hey, read. Just read the author's note of what I had you to read. And so my birthday is always bittersweet, mm-hmm. especially since he passed. Because my dad worked at Georgia Pacific, and, you know, he ended up becoming a supervisor. And, and, like, I didn't want for anything. You know, my cousin right there, she can tell you. I, whatever I wanted, I, I I could have. I had all the Jordans, which is now why I'm not really tr- pressed about Jordans. No doubt. Because when they came out, I was able to. Mom, you know, she going to, we, I got Jordans, right. right? So I was privileged and blessed in that way from a material standpoint, which is why I really care less about material things now mm-hmm. because I, I've seen that ship. I've been on that boat float down the river on it. It's cool. It ain't all what it's, to, you know, spiked up to be. Yeah. But um, but on my birthday, my dad worked every day. I remember every day my dad worked. My dad had went to work on Thanksgiving. My dad went to work on Christmas. Mm. But it was one day he didn't work. Yeah, That was December the 31st. Mm. My birthday. That's real. That's real. That's real, damn. That's him giving me everything he had yeah. plus what he didn't have. That's real. And it took me to be 40-something to really understand what that meant. Because mm. most, you know, it was like, man, my dad's never home. My dad didn't come. My dad never really seen me play a football game, bro. Mm. Yeah. I was never bitter about it, but it wasn't like I could ever say, yeah, my dad was there cheering me on. Nah, my dad was at work. Yeah. My dad is the only person that I've lived in, in the house with who put his feet on the floor before I did. Mm. And so that's why it's so important to me to put my feet on the floor before them cats. Yeah. Right? Because I, I got to honor my pops. No doubt. And, and what I, I got to honor these, these fathers however great or, or not great, a part of or not a part of their kids' life. That, that's one thing, and I'm not, th- this is not the commentary. Right. This commentary about, as you were saying, understanding that man himself right. and what he was going through. You and everybody else may have thought, you know, he ain't that man. Pops ain't shit. Pop Wendell, Pop Strifling. And, and that could be true. Hmm. But what else is true is we don't know yeah, what man. these cats went through. Yeah. We don't know that in their heart of hearts, they were giving you the best that they had. They were giving you all of what they had. Mm. It just wasn't enough. Mm. That's cool too. Yeah. Let's not miss the fact that it that they gave you what they had. Right. And they gave you more than what they had. Right. They went and stole and borrowed and begged yeah. for every aspect of their soul to give to you. Yeah. The tragedy is it wasn't enough. Yeah. So let's just focus on that. Let's not focus on how how do nothing of a man he was or was not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No pressure. Right. Yeah. But every December thirty first, I re- I can remember I'm eating chocolate cake and my dad is at home. Mm. I don't know if he did it intentionally. I don't know the reasoning for it. But in my mind, I've constructed. That is the way that man loved me beyond as much as he possibly could. Because this is the thing. And I'm going to get off this, but 
it's my birthday. Shit. <laughs> think about, I think about it like this. My granddaddy. Yeah. Just my granddaddy, not even my great granddaddy. My granddaddy was born 1920-something, right? Which means his daddy, his daddy could smell, touch slavery. His daddy's daddy. Think about your granddaddy. Yeah. You say, you know, granddaddy, think about your grandmama. Boom. You know your grandmama's existence at least uh, up until you were born and, and how well, uh, how long you lived, right? right? Or how long she lived while you been on earth. No doubt. So you know the extent of your grandmama's life as far as you know. Right. So my granddaddy knew his granddaddy mm. who was a slave. Mm. And I'm here right now talking to 7,000 folks or whomever, however was listening, talking to the great Inky Johnson, being a father to the Isaiah, Amari, Josiah, Quay, yeah. Jasmine, Jaquez, Nick, Hannah, yeah, Erica, Ebony, Santeria, I can go on, right? I'm in this spot. Mm. And my granddaddy, my granddaddy's experience his personal experience was of slavery. Mm. And we here. So when, and I'm talking about my father. So what I'm, what I'm really trying to say is the extent to which from where my father came from mm -hmm. in relation to his father yeah. is so great and grand. I ain't got no complaints about my daddy, man. I ain't got no complaints because he gave me all he had plus some. And, and then I'm so grateful for God that in the places where um, it wasn't enough, mm -hmm. God saw fit to send Uncle Anthony, yeah. send Coach Graham, yeah. send Dr. Black, yeah. right? Send Mr. Nelson yeah. to stand in those spots and stand in those, those places of gaps. So yes, in those those times when you we met and you were thirteen and whatever whatever relationship you were having with the great Robert with your pops, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that relationship was, God sent somebody to stand in that stead. God sent your uncle. God sent your granddaddy. God sent me, you know, and yeah, um, sent me, right? No Let's just call it for what it is. No that doesn't diminish the greatness of your pops, though. Question. No question. Man, don't be quiet, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. We ain't finna go. We ain't finna go into this new year and not really realize the greatness and the sacrifices that these men have made for yeah, us. Man. We heal because of them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, and of sir. course, this is not to say anything and diminish anything about Ruby and Linda and Annie Maud and Lucy Lee and all the other wonderful women that have walked. And, I, and, and did everything that they've done for us. No. Right. Mm -mm. We talking, they're just men talk right now. Yeah. Right. They're just men talk right now. Right. Let's make sure that we honor and celebrate these brothers, these men, these men of God who gave everything they had. They gave everything they had. Just because it wasn't enough mm. don't mean we don't celebrate it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because the, the, the more we can get men to understand or even seek to understand, be cognizant, right, press to understand the true essence of manhood, the better they become as husbands, yes, sir. the better they become as fathers, the better they become as leaders. Because now you're in touch with something totally different, right? Whether it be vulnerability, whether it be toxic masculinity, whether it be just a perspective and a notion of showing up with the perspective to understand and see things through the lens of another person and not with the assumption that, man, this cat ain't about two cents, right. right? That's your perspective. But if you talk to a person, like I think that's what Isaiah said was so powerful. Just listen. Like, bro, just listen. Like, if young cats all around the world could catch that, like, bro, just <laughs> listen, bro. Like, I tell cats all the time, cats be like, ain't, what do you think separated you from some of the cats that you grew up with? I just listen. When somebody said something to me, I would just listen. I ain't dismissing nobody. Mm -hmm. 
I ain't just missing nothing. I could be at the corner store and the cat, hey, man, let me holler at you for a minute. I'm going to listen. Now, how I decipher the information and the content, that's one thing. But I'm going to listen to everybody right. because I feel as if everybody has something to offer in some form or shape. And so I think what you're saying is so powerful, man, because as men, the press is to understand the true essence of manhood and what that is. And if we could just seek to understand it, it makes us better husbands, better fathers, better team leaders, better members of the society that we're in, whatever the case may be. Just seek to understand, bro. Secondly, just listen. Doesn't just diminish listen. anybody. Just listen. And so, man, let's uh, let's get into this rapid fire, man, and take it up out of here. Um, birthday. Since it's your birthday, what birthday mean to you? Born day. Um, we get a little confused. Yeah, we get a little confused Talk on the go. About it. Uh, my birth at, at this recording is December thirty first today, which is the date my birth date that mm -hmm. I was born. But my birthday is the last Wednesday in December. Mm. Um, but um, I I look at it as um, it's just it's it's your time when you, you know when they're playing double dutch. Yeah, you know when the young folks playing double dutch, you just jumping in. Yeah. Like you, you figuring out, figuring out. Oh, boom! You born. You jump in. You get into the flow. So your birthday is a reminder to stay in the flow. Yeah. Stay in the universal flow, right? Every three hundred sixty-five days, you get the reminder. Get in the flow. Mm -hmm. Get in the flow for why God sent you here. Yeah. So it's really just, um, just a celebration of God's greatness. And you got nothing to do with me, man. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I, I am. Um, like on on my birthday, like I'm receiving it, hearing it, being humbled by it, being being you know much gratitude. Yet in the bigger picture, it's like oh, okay, this is my opportunity to exact upon the world what it is that God meant and had for me, God's plan. Like I am, I am God's plan. I am God's plan. You are God's plan. We are all have a piece of God's plan. As we, you know, we started out with in in terms of the quotes, and it, stay in the flow. I'm like, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. So, my birth, the birthday or birthday is up. It means to me is a reminder of stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. You got a purpose. You got something that you're supposed to do while you're here. Figure it out and do it. Yeah. Right. That's your birthday. That's that's the reminder. Your birthday is a reminder. Reminder of uh, of why you were sent here. Yeah. For sure. Um, why we on the subject, man, and it's just been on my heart, like for real. Fatherhood for you. Uh comprehensive. Um it's a class, man. Yeah. Probably the one of the greatest classes <laughs> on the planet. Like it's a class, man. Uh, you can you can feel like you doing stuff right. See, like you clicking, and then you get to another point. You like, damn, man, I'm doing it wrong, right? Yeah. Not so much it wrong. You just start to learn and evolve and grow mm -hmm. differently. But also one of the most fulfilling and rewarding things that you could ever experience, right? Like I feel like fatherhood has contributed to my growth as a man exponentially. Yeah. I'm so grateful for it, man. Even the balance of having a boy and a girl. It's been beautiful, man, man. man. I'm telling you. It challenges you in different ways. It challenges your thought yeah. process in different ways. It challenges your approach in different ways. And so I would say one of the greatest classes on the on the face of this planet, but also one of the most rewarding, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You you really have been given an assignment. Yes, right? And and from me to you, man, you are understanding that assignment well. Appreciate Continue you, forth, bro. brother. Continue forth. Yes, sir. Yes, Since sir. it's your birthday, man, take us out, oh. Take us up out of here, man. Oh, man. Since um, it's your day. Listen, y'all, just understand and know that we appreciate every um, word, every piece of gratitude to all of uh, our listeners and followers. You know, thank you, Encorius, uh, for bringing me along in the, on this ride with you, man. Like, for real, for real. Um Thank you. We appreciate everything that um, behind the scenes, Simone, all the 
things that you all do, the energy that y'all bring in this moment while we're here in this space, um, and that we continue to push the culture forward. We continue to be God's light. Um, so thank you, like for real. I, I, yeah. There's nothing, you know, no gems I can drop except thank you. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. For sure. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.